Okay. Okay. Apologies for the last episode. Craig is being highly critical of it because I went apparently professorial. Since almost every other episode, I take the time to criticize the teachers as people that are not qualified to do anything in this country. Me all of a sudden deciding to take an hour only focused on one subject. I get is a little out of the... We do this once in a while. I guess it's what, I'm, what I'm trying to point out here is similar to the January 6th incident, similar to which we weren't recording for the beginning of COVID, uh, you could go back to the war in Iraq when it started and you did this 24-7 coverage of essentially, I mean, we have two cameras in one place and everyone, and then you have both major news networks trying to report on a situation. They, they all have the same views. And there's so clearly a narrative being pushed. If you're somebody who's looking for an honest take on the, situ- on the situation, who's not on the dole. I get the importance of the topic. And we blew the it information. the episode before that. The episode before that, Alec wrecked. We, well, we threw it in on the end. But that because of your was, Because it's a good episode. I agree it's a good that episode. Epi- <coughs> that episode was funny. But it's important to me that at least on major issues that we get certain factual information out. That it, I, I find it funny, but it, the only way that it makes sense is if it's all together. If you just pieced it as five minutes over ten different shows, no one, under, no one would understand the significance. If you're not concerned about the Ukraine, the last episode was extremely boring. But if you're actually looking for a history of it and you want to be able to watch the news and try and understand when you're being tilted, when you're being twisted... That's fine to bring up the topics, but to be... I'm saying you went... 45 minutes it's or no how com- long how long was that episode? It, it was an hour episode you have to do the an timeline. hour episode and you talked about i had to give 30 years worth of history and then also you didn't have to give all the history to understand paul manafort you to, can, un- to understand how the trump campaign <laughs> was involved to understand how the first yeah, impeachment you could definitely condense with barisma you can condense it by pretty much just saying hey we've talked about it a million times everyone knows about hunter's emails now here's the point but no one, no one associates. When we talk about it, we don't talk about the Ukraine. We don't talk about all these scandals with Biden all come to one. We did talk random about the Ukraine because that's how, because that was the whole focal point of why Trump. They were trying to pin Trump for no, his conversation. It was with Russia. Ukraine. It was Russia with Russia, but his conversation with Ukraine. But most people, if you polled the audience, the majority of people think he was impeached for the Mueller report. Not the phone call after the Mueller report. Well, yeah, I know, but that's just because people don't know. So I wanted to spend an episode outlining <laughs> that it was the Mueller report was based off of Paul Manafort's Russian associations, with which weren't actually Russian. He was born in American and born in America, worked for George Bush, then worked for the Ukraine. Trump gets an investigation for Russia ties, and he's the only person arrested. At that same time, Hunter Biden's laptop pops up when. When did it All I'm saying is I think some of our listeners are tuning in to be entertained. Okay, yes. No, and, and, and if that was... And that, we should mix the two. We should give them yes, the facts, but yes. we should entertain at the same time. I, I agree. I should. We should not make it feel like a college class. I, sh- I should have announced at the... On- that, that episode was like a college class. I, I should have announced at the onset of it that it was a different nature than our more rundown type episodes. I wanted that because specifically is if you listen to two episodes ago, we I tried to just like I did now. I tried to cram all the big headlines into like 15 minutes at the end and we got clocked out. So I wanted to spend because it was just me and you. There's, if, if you're looking breaking news, there's not a lot going on. I mean, I want to take the stance that all the comedians seem to be taking. And this is like Andrew Schultz and his whole team. Well, not his whole team, but, you know, a lot of them. Uh, Tim Dillon. You know, drop the sanctions. 
let's not screw our summer up. Let's have a good summer. <laughs> so concede. You know? So concede Ukraine to Russia. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. That, then that's the stance. Do you want now? This is our. You're in charge of content. Here, I mean, right? it's up to Ukraine. They can fight. Do you want to lead with this, or do you want? To, I was going to lead with COVID because I actually think why that, COVID? I thought COVID was done. That was the announcement I wanted to make. Pachid's not even on TV anymore. We're getting distracted by the Ukraine right now. When there's a lot of good news coming out, if you're against lockdowns, if you're against Vax passports, the Canadian truckers have actually won. They've taken mandates off in New, mandates off in New York. They're not carting people anymore. There's actually like there's a lot the like there's a ton of there's a ton of news on this. Mason just it's worth fifteen minutes of an hour segment of news. I guess I'm, and right now it's not covered at all. Screwed. It's a little late now. Mason just told me that he went to a uh, concert and got denied entry because of he didn't have a vaccine card in Pennsylvania. I, mean, I forget what in, city he I said, mean, but. I know in Pittsburgh and Philly they've they have been enforcing it. We've just been covering. New Are York they enforcing they the this first. in the rivers? I, I don't because I, I, I want to go see Andrew Schultz. I was trying to look on the website if there's anything about the Vax the Vax passports or whatnot. I'm not sure about our hometown. I know more about... Pittsburgh, I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking New York City right now. I don't know, I what, know. The deal is with in, what the deal in Pittsburgh is, even though we live closer to that. I'm going to go off what the national news tells me. Well, yeah, but I want to know if we're locally affected. Like, who cares if New York's affected as long as well, no, we yeah, New York was before us. As long as we... St- we, we took our marching orders from Andrew Cuomo. Right, right. From the beginning Which of the pandemic. But, like, at was. least, like, we're not that far. Like, we still... I don't know. I go out about my day, like, normal. Like, not, but, there's nothing but we, going But we've on. been over. I don't believe we live in a city. Yeah, but, like, if I go down to Pittsburgh, is it not the same crap? No, no I think it's different in Pittsburgh. I think you're going to see more masks. I think you're going to see well, some Well, you're going to see masks. I don't give a shit about that. My concern is, like, because I've been to the sporting events, and they don't make you do it. I went to a comedy show in Oakland. They didn't make me show a Vax ID or anything, like... So if I go to like the rivers to see Andrew Schultz, am I going to be asked to show a Vax ID? It's the kind of thing that I would appreciate any artist who refuses to perform at a venue that requires people to show a Vax ID. I think less of artists that are just taking the money. They, just, they don't believe I don't in understand shot. how they got that it. They got it so they could get a paycheck. Their audience won't get that paycheck. I just don't see how that's something that, that is even legal to enforce. Well, no, it, it's it's going to come down to private businesses. If you're a private business and you don't want to let people into your bar, if you don't want to let people into your music venue because so, they don't show you paperwork, that's your that's your prerogative. I guess. To vote? Should that be the case? Would you not be concerned? I mean, <laughs> voting? Yeah, maybe we should show ID. I would think that you should show, If yeah. I got to show an ID to, to drink a beer... Which to no 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 to buy a Coke at a place where you could drink a beer. I got to show a card to do that. I would think to vote. But, well, that, that's not the case. We we go right into COVID here. But so you're saying where they won, the truckers won. Yes. Okay. Te- technically, so and, but no, I, I say that melancholy. Uh, the vax mandate has been lifted, but all those truckers' cars are still impounded. All their bank accounts are still frozen. When I say all them, a couple hundred. They're Hun- still impounded. Yeah. They repoed all the trucks that were used as a blockade, kind of like what's going in Ukraine. Why didn't they just use the tow trucks but as no, the blockade? They ended up doing that. But at the time, the threat that they made to the truckers was if you leave your truck here at a place where we're going to have to tow it, we're going to charge you. We're going to impound it. It's now the states. It's now Ottawa's. Wait, so Ottawa just takes the property. Really? They don't just give them the chance to buy it, like to pay the, the impound fee. They, that was the warning they gave. It was a three-week Why, process. They we do covered this, it on the show. The, it was 21 days. The same thing would happen here. 
But you would go to the impound lot and pay the fee and get your vehicle. Why are they not going to get their vehicles? Well, we ha- they, they have like four years of funding. Trudeau declared an emergency crisis and he gave the police military powers. No. Well, and that's, that's where it's so the to win. Be Canada. It does. So the win is is that that sounds like a place the, I don't want to be. Those orders have been rescinded. But when we talk about Ukraine and Putin later, all Putin's doing right now, until he starts killing civilians in mass, he's locking down. He's locking down the state of Ukraine the same way that Trudeau <laughs> locked down Ottawa, the same way that we use the CDC to lock down this country. First, you shut down the economy. Then you declare essentials. Then you control the energy. Then you control movement. So he's just doing this to protect them. That's what he's saying. He's denazifying. No, I knew he said he, he was saying they're Nazis. And there is evidence that and I'm still surprised. Yeah, after I've been our hearing episode, like I've been hearing like interviews where like they're literally being racist in the interviews. The majority of the army for the side, if you are rooting for President Volinsky, Volinsky, his current fight, you see pictures of him in the capital of Kiev. Kiev, we've been over this multiple times. He's hiding with the women, children, and CNN. He's not on the front lines of combat. The front lines of combat are on the e- the southeastern region, and they're being led by neo-Nazis. So if you're rooting for Volodymyr Zelensky, his current number for one sure? fighting force... Like, do we know that's, like, factual? Because a ton of that stuff coming out of Ukraine is total BS. Like, what stuff? When you're saying what stuff is, we get all videos from a capital that doesn't have the military. Currently, 60% of Ukraine's military is in that southern contested some of the region videos, with Russia. Some of the videos being shown on like the news aren't even of Ukraine. Yes. They're just using stock right, footage. They're, they're, yes. Uh, to me right now, we are watching a really bad movie. I, what I, I don't know what's really happening. What, I'm concerned about What I would compare it to is... I've I, even watched people do their live streams where they're with a podcaster... And they live in Ukraine, and it doesn't seem that bad. Everyone, it doesn't seem like they're seeing anything. If that's there's a reason that the president of Ukraine is hiding out, bunkering with CNN and not the front lines. They're portraying him as a hero. Yeah, I know that. When he's just reading speeches to the EU, Mm -hmm. where he's being very clear, I need air force support. They're being very clear they won't give that. If that's the case, he's gonna have to surrender. Just like the just like the protesters in Ottawa had to is Russia is going to surround his city and starve him. And it should be a lesson learned for people: don't give up your weapons. And I, right now, the question is: they give up their weapons. If, That's if, why they can't fight back. If you're watching Jim Acosta on CNN or Jesse Waters on Fox, they're expecting these guys to martyr themselves. They're getting us all hyped to root for the Ukrainians, root for the Ukrainians, hold the city. They have no chance. At what point, as a leader, are you irresponsible for leading your army into a war? That it would now, now, mind you, it would be good for the neocons, mm-hmm. for the military-industrial complex, for Putin to flatten that city. If they could get it on camera and they can get Zelensky to die for the cause, they'll hold him up as a martyr. It would be perfect for them if he did that. I don't think he wants to. I think his plan right now is to take the same approach that Justin Trudeau and Tony Fauci took in the United States, and that is a slow lockdown. Will you bleed a company dry? First, take their energy. And that's right now what they seem to be doing is they're, attack- they're attacking the nuclear power plants. They're trying to shut down the internet for the Ukrainians, the power, the things that would fund their weapons. When you look at where the conflict's happening, it's not where the media is covering. The conflict is happening in that eastern region where I would encourage everybody. I can't think of the name of Jimmy Dore's episode, but he does a really good job of outlining that there is a – you go back to World War II. The Ukrainians were used to slaughter 
Jews and Russians by Germany. Mm-hmm. Is that 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 part of the country was part of the country that uh, aligned with the Axis, not the Allies. We were aligned with the Soviet Union during World War II. This was an attempt. Germany needed resources. Japan needed resources. Germany struck into the Ukraine because of all the wheat, all the energy. Japan tried to strike into mainland China. I think Italy was trying to go into France. And they already were into France. I can't remember the country that Italy was in dispute for, but it was all about food. That that was one of the main... And, and, and right now, when you think of traditional war, it's energy, it's horsepower, it's food. That's how you fight a traditional war. And Putin moving now at the beginning of spring means if he can... Uh, if he can control the country in a month, that won't disturb farming season. All the seeds will still be able to be laid. Do you think he'll really go nuke? No, I think he's right now, it is very clear to me that whether you think, if you listen to our last episode, if you think there's a conspiracy theory that he has dirt on Biden and he knows for a fact he's not going to move on him, or if you just think he's looking at the state of our economy with inflation up, with us not drilling our own oil, with all of our infighting about who's racist, gender fights, that we're, we're a perfect country. Like, if it's going to come down to who's going to defend Ukraine and it's America, mm-hmm. we got bigger fish to fry on our own borders. And that this is just him rather brazenly going, you can blow us up. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's, ha- let's, let's make this Cold War hot. Because I think most Americans were unaware that the Cold War didn't end in 1990. And we've been spending a lot of our tax money has been going into this color war in Ukraine. Well, once again, I'd refer people. That's why I wanted to have the episode where I can tell people, I don't want to bore you now. If you're not, if you want to research this on your own, if you're not buying into that, go back and listen to the last episode where I try and go through the timeline. But right now we have a situation where I don't think Putin is mentally ill at all. I would question Marco Rubio and who is the Democrat? There were a bunch of Democrats coming out criticizing, saying Putin is mentally ill. Putin's losing it. I've seen him. Connolly's Rice. I've seen him before. He's definitely not acting calculated. So are you telling me that Putin is more unhinged than Joe Biden? Like, are you going to tell me that if I got to put Joe Biden and Vlad Putin next to each other, which one of them is more together? Which one of them do I expect to be able to talk to the cameras? If I told him 15 minutes, you got to do Zelensky style. You got to be like the Ukrainian president and do a press conference. Joe Biden, it takes hours. You got to put an Adderall in him. You got to do a whole bunch to energize him to go do that. State of the Union that he did. But if you're going to ask me who's more together, would you make an argument for Joe? No. I mean, who I get that. That's, I don't think anybody would. So if Rubio's coming out and telling me Vladimir Putin's unhedged, well, what about the guy on D.C. that's leading our response? That his son, when we ran an illegal coup, which we're condemning now, we ran a military coup, we backed a military coup, aligned with neo-Nazis, and this is the end result. I don't know. A lot of questions. We're going to find out. The I thi- think Ukraine has to fight their own battle. The, the thing that I would advise uh, to people, to m- more Democrats, I was wrong about Avenatti. I was right about Cuomo, and I think I'm going to be right about Fauci. Is these guys are being chosen by the mainstream media to be thrust into the national light. And to some people, like when I saw Cuomo come out for that first week, there was something very off in his body language and his tone. And the way that they were treating him, Avenatti, at that time, I had Trump derangement syndrome. 
And I'm I'm reading the Mueller report. Yeah. I'm looking for anything. And Avenatti looks like the first competent Democrat. That my concern at that time was, let's say the Mueller report's real, and there were actual charges that we need to look into. Eric Swalwell and Maisie Arono are not equipped to get to the bottom of this investigation. I need a cutthroat. I need a Jim Jordan. I need a couple people in the Democratic Party are, who are ready to put the screws to Mueller. Uh, it turns out Avenatti was a bigger crook than everyone. And the media swooned over him. We're talking hundreds of p- appearances on CNN. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I held, I hired on. So here we go. This might be a presidential candidate. Wait till he's going to be the one with Stormy Daniels to take down Trump. Yeah, you liked him a lot. It turns out total. Now, at that time, though, we as a weak Democrat, I was looking for a strong man. I was looking for someone to bring the case. I was looking for someone like, don't get rolled over. That was the worst because I just could not understand no, Tucker, how you thought that Tucker there was and I, it was juice to the story. It was more I just wanted to see someone yeah. bring the fight in a way that they might win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't care whether his facts are right. His delivery is on point. He's built to handle the media. Fauci and Cuomo are much the same way. They're he's a, built he's for ca- the media. He's, like a, he's an actor. Yes. And that's what Zelensky is. Yeah. That's what you can fact check this now. The thing he's most known for was w- during his comedy show, he was playing the piano with his dick. Wait, really? Yes, this is it was made fun of at the time back in 2019. President Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, plays piano, I think you want to say with flaccid penis, is like how I heard it reported. And it's just a bunch of Ukrainian comedians on a piano. This was after he won the Dancing with the Stars equivalent of Ukraine, and I think before his comedy show. Are you finding it? I'm looking. We don't have video, so it's going to lessen its impact. But it's one of those, the guy, to, now that he's putting on, like, military fatigues, this, I mean, he, he, everyone's swooning over him. The view, these people love him. They love him. I, I mean, he might, I, I'm rooting for the Ukrainian people. I have very little faith in the current Ukrainian government that seems propped up by us. Yeah, 2016, he played the piano with his penis. <laughs> Which is now that's like um, what's the guy that dated Pamela Anderson drove a boat with his dick? I didn't know. Th- there's a certain accomplishment. <laughs> there's a certain pride that is like, wow, how many? I mean, that that would require a certain amount of size to hit the keys. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I'm it, not watching. <laughs> <laughs> as far as far as an I was attack, reading yeah, about I'm, it. I just this is this guy this, right now though. He is Winston Churchill. Cross with General Patton with a little Napoleon, Julius Caesar mixed in. This guy, apparently, like, all he does is talk to America, though. He's not on the front lines with the soldiers. He's hiding in a bunker in a town that really Putin, if Putin is as crazy as we say he is, he's just going to flatten any day. It looks like he's trying just to get them to evacuate and submit. The same way that happened in 2014 to Putin is the American, the, NATO, the pro-NATO forces just kicked his guy out of office. And he had to take it, and they moved east. And, and they'll just have to live under Russian law? That's, to me, the best-case scenario moving out here is going to be a surrender. And Putin doesn't kill citizens and says, listen, I'm willing to let your businesses operate the same way they did before. But moving forward here, there will be no discussions with NATO about any alliance. Mm-hmm. You are with us. There is no question. You don't get a say in that. You can get a say in how your local businesses are run. But your alliances with NATO, or in this case, most recently, it was the European Union, are over. And I think he's in position to make that demand. 
and we'd be for unless we plan on attacking. He is protecting his borders, right? That's what I understand. Yes. He's trying to narrow down the you, you, um, space that uh, he can be attacked. Ukraine was supposed to be a demilitarized zone back in 1990. Yeah, he's, both countries have been trying to soft pedal, yeah. use soft power to take it over. Yeah, I mean, I'm anti-war. But that, and, that, and that's what, so unless you are willing, so I'm gonna. That's uh, where I don't know how you take really a side. You just let them fight their battle. Un, un, yeah, unless you are willing to commit American troops to fight this battle, then that's my beef with CNN is, is Fox can keep playing this game is if we were in charge, it wouldn't be happening like this. CNN is playing like, we should feel so bad, we should help these people. And then they have one of the uh, parliamentarians come on and go, just send, give us air support. Please, get, we don't need the weapons, we don't need the love, we don't need the media attention or the money, we need air support. And then you just have Biden figure going on after on going, no, we can't do that. But we're sending our hopes and prayers. And, and it, it's so it's so frustrating. Because it's like, now, if that's the case, then we got to... Why have unnecessary so deaths? So are you, you, are you saying you want them to send air support? No. I, I, no, I, no, I don't think we can do that right now. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we can do that. And I think that and if that is the case, then the president encouraging the Ukrainian citizenry to pick up inferior weapons to fight tanks. It's funny. A side joke about liberals... Getting all pumped about airdropping does Ukraine not AR-15s into Ukraine? Does Ukraine not have... No, it's just that now everybody needs a gun. Every person that can well, hold a yeah. gun in the city gets a gun. Well, that's very anti-liberal. They should have been doing that all along. They, one of These the, people would have had some practice. And then so compare compare the situation in Ukraine to Australia. When, they, when the Australian government decided to do this martial law lockdown, but they didn't have guns to defend themselves. And look where they're at, where they are today. Mm-hmm. The Canadian truckers stood their ground, kind of. They yeah. haven't regained their rights. We have our convoy looming. But right now, yeah, they are, the idea is that while the, the neo-Nazis fight on behalf of the president we are backing on the eastern border with Russia, where the only reason we can't discuss them as Nazis yet is because when you think of Nazis, what do you think of Germans and Jews? You think yeah. of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. In America, you think of racial purging. Well, in this region, being Russian, it's considered a condemnable offense. So the Nazis there go after Russian-speaking natives because they're a threat to their homeland. Because really? the neo-Nazis are hyper-nationalists. They want Ukraine to not be a part of the, uh, the European nations. They want them to pair with Poland and some of the other uh, mid-European countries to recreate the Ottoman Empire to try and recreate a border between Russia and Europe that is equally competitive. That's their goal. And they have politically aligned with the pro-European Union, pro-NATO, the side that we are publicly supporting. But So we only show Zelensky, and we refuse to admit that they were neo-Nazis in the party we're supporting, and it just so happens they're the number one fighting force. I think it's like Air Boss. Is it, there's a name of the unit. The, the, there's a neo-Nazi military unit inside the Ukraine infantry that's actually committed to the Aryan race too. There's kind of I, to search it. Like I said, there's a Jimmy Jimmy Dore handles this really really well, and that's why I, I didn't want to just cop his video. I'm more if you guys trust me, go watch it for yourself. That's its own thing. I don't know. I don't know if you found because this is one the. I can't find the name of it, but I mean I'm seeing a lot of stuff about. Neither news networks have Nazi problem. 
neither news networks have um, Fox or CNN have picked up on this yet. They both criticize Putin for saying denazification. But in our last episode, Putin does have an argument to make on that. But let, let, let's move this on here, Craig. I just don't know how the United States can even say anything, though. We do this to countries all the and time. They, 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 listen, the, you hate, Craig hates our last episode. If you are more interested in this subject, we go into it ad nauseum in the last one. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you Kamala Harris's... Uh, this was how she explained it to The Morning Hustle. Okay. Th- this is a morning show that's second to Charlemagne the God's... Uh, what's that called? What's this called? What's the Breakfast Club. It? Yeah, The Breakfast Club. So, Ukraine is a country in Europe. It Sorry about that. Yeah. that was next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So... Basically, that's wrong, Mm -hmm. and it goes against everything that we stand for. There are terms that we use. We say we respect the sovereignty, the territorial integrity of countries, right? Their independence. Russia has gone into Ukraine militarily. We have not respected the borders of the Ukraine, us or Russia, Mm -hmm. for 20 years. Her explaining this like that, why does she talk to everybody like they're an elementary school student? Like, like that, that, that is such a, and that's what I want to end with it is, is, I don't know where you're getting your news from on this subject. I encourage everybody to listen to as many different people's perspectives as possible. This is what Comrade Kamala is giving you. And it's, it's sort of a bigger state. It, when you look at um, the population map, 70% of Russians Russian Russians live in Europe, the Russian portion of Europe. And that's when you look at the map, that's only like one fifth of the country. There's a whole bunch of it that's like Canada, where you have tundra and it's unoccupiable. So the way they move their army around is interesting because they really fight. No, similar to us in America, there's no threat, threat, there's no threat to our wheat belt as far as any military occupying it. There's, as long as Russia has a deal with China and they have control of the of their western side then all they have to focus on is the east and if you concentrate all those people in one region we're talking of a country of about 150 million people yep. which dwarfs any european and which is now if which, so to cap this if you are actually concerned that putin is a hitler like threat to advance into other nato countries then the, the European Union countries, countries, specifically France, Germany, and Great Britain, should be the ones leading the air, field, the air protection, not America. Yeah, why aren't they asking their neighbors? The, the fact that, that, they're not, that we are currently, be, America, we are currently the number ones pressing to do this, to me, kind of undermines the plot. It would because, cause a huge war between us and Russia it, because Russia views themselves as just as important as the United States. And, and what's between us and Russia? Europe. Yeah. So why, if, if this is that big of a concern, then Europe should be more willing to sacrifice their soldiers than we are. If they're really concerned that, that, that Putin taking control of the Ukraine means Poland's next, they should be the ones that are sending in the action because they will be gunned down. If, if, we, if we do, now there, there, I've heard some reports that say we could take out that convoy in five hours with a organized airstrike. How many lives we'd lose? Didn't the Ukrainian president apply to be in NATO 
Yes. He, uh, so no, he not, waited no, until no, no, he was no, at war. Not NATO, EU, the EU. I thought he went. I didn't know the EU. This was an ongoing debate. Sometime. I thought he was trying to get into the into NATO or something. Or NATO would, was trying to get him. At, at different points, the there was factions of that party over the past 20 years that have tried to get them in NATO. Kamala Harris said something recently about letting them in NATO. But from what I could tell, the only thing that they were actually going to join is the EU. So you think the EU is debating right now if they go in and fight? No, the question is, is to do, does NATO's Article 5 apply to EU membership? It's really Article 5 says attack on one means an attack on all. Mm-hmm. That was how the only time it's ever been invoked was 9-11. Our decision to move in Afghanistan to force France and Great Britain is we invoked. They hit us. That could have been you. So we're all going to fight this as a team. Mm-hmm. Right now, Ukraine's not a part of that team. That's the issue here. Ukraine was not supposed to take military aid this is from like, either side. This is so comparable to giving people health care after they've already gotten sick. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those right now. All the because I know you have a lot to say about the sanctions. Because one of those these sanctions don't mean anything if Russia can just close their economy for a week like we mm-hmm. did with COVID. If as soon as the stock market starts going bad, you just turn it off mm-hmm. and say no one can trade their ruble, their Russian dollars overseas. Uh, we can trash talk their economy as much as we want, but as long as China's buying, the, and, and we, and us, we're buying their energy, mm-hmm. Russia's going to survive this in a war of maltrition, just like Trudeau did in Canada, just like ha- what happened in Australia with the COVID vax passports. Is we've said this on the show. You got the watches, we got the time. You go, might have the, the, the money, you might have the fancy objects, but if you can't use them. Whoever can outlast generally is the one that wins the war. Not always the biggest, not always the shiniest. We'll keep everyone updated, though, on this. The only thing I we've spent more time than I thought, that's my bad, is Zelensky. I'm just not sold on him. I've seen an actor. I'm seeing an actor who right now, they almost seem it would be in the best interest of NATO for him to, go to, for him to die horridly, for Fox to flatten this town and him become a martyr. And then, then we can blame everything that happens after that on Putin. We can blame any losses in the mid Democrats lose in the 2022 midterms. Russians hacked it. Misinformation on the vaccines. Any climate, anyone that denies that, oh, they're clearly Russian hacked. Like this is setting a tone and Fox is biting hook, line, and sinker into it. Mm-hmm. It's is that any misfortune that happens to the future com- Comrade Harris, Comrade Kamala administration, it's going to be blamed on Russia hacking. Just like, I don't know, Hillary's election loss, Julian Assange releasing his emails, Russia, Russia, Russia. Here we are gearing up for another election cycle with that being the main, what we're looking at. Let me play, on other news, Ron DeSantis has become the poster child for bullying in America. Let me play for you a compilation of Democrats' response. I'm going to play DeSantis, what happened with DeSantis after. I want you to hear the response. Have you seen this yet, Craig? No. Okay, it's perfect. Let me make sure I picked. I don't want to hit the tape. Berating high school. Here we go, yeah. Republican governor of Florida today, Ron DeSantis, berating high school kids for wearing masks at his indoor news conference. Oh, wow. Lord. Where was that guy right? So mean. I mean, seriously. Morning, no, Joe. Serious. Was that, that guy was... raised in a barn? I mean, seriously, this is. This is a question I asked. Who raised him? 
This is the governor of your state, and it's televised. This is the view. Like on video, it's going to go everywhere. These kids are at an age where people already tease and bully, and like now you just you saw that girl like scrambling to take hers off. Like, what do I do? I, I just found to say that to a bunch of minors. One kid looked at them like, "Shut up." Yeah. I like that. There, there were some kids that did not take off their masks. <laughs> Damn good parenting right there. Damn good parenting right there, Sonny. Joy Bay. <laughs> I saw that one kid, and I was like, oh, he's a little fiery in the group. These are not minors. This is a college university. They are not underage kids. These are adults who are not at risk of COVID at all and should have never been wearing the masks. They have been the most psyoped of any one demographic of our population is college kids. Now, let me play for you the clip. This is how it actually happened. Because it looks like DeSantis wanted this to get out. I don't. Th- I, I'm Team DeSantis on this. Right here, he was in the un, un, under the understanding that the kids standing behind him for a graduation speech, I believe it's graduation speech, were being forced to wear the mask. And in Florida, it has never been mandatory. He's been trying to fight that a, a private business can't force, like a college can't force their students to wear a mask. Here's him taking to the podium. He addresses, before he takes to the microphone, he talks to the kids in the background. Kids, young adults. We've got to quit referring to these people as kids. They're young adults. They're 18. They can go to war. Right now there are 18-year-olds, there are 16-year-olds that are fighting for their homeland over in the Ukraine. And we're encouraging in our national media, even though they have no chance of winning. Just curse. You know, I... Uh, I, I, I <laughs> that wasn't the clip. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. All right, well, it's good to be at USF. Okay, and when you watch those six kids, the one that was scrambling to take off her mask appeared to be excited. She just hasn't been told she's been allowed to demask for so long. It's like, oh, just get off my ears. You mean I'm going to wear it? Okay. One kid in the background actually wears it. These kids are snickering. The danger of this to Democrats, college kids don't traditionally vote Republican. After events like 9-11, after things like COVID-19, these kids' political perspective, these young adults, who knows what they're going to be? They're talking, if you were 18 when this hit, 10% of your life was dictated by Tony Fauci, by the CDC by bureaucrats, by your local officials, teachers became the arbiter of what's cool. How are how do these kids, how, how do they break foot loose? How are they going to move forward? As far as an employer. Uh, if you're drafting NFL, if you're drafting from the college crop, what do you, how do you weigh the psychological toll that the last two years have put on People who are still mentally developing, they're still trying to figure themselves out where they stand in their community. And now all of a sudden, all the goalpost shifts. <laughs> you thought you were going to turn 18, you were going to graduate, you were going to turn 21, you are going to be able to go out. And then all of a sudden, that was flat. And you don't know when they could do that again. We still have not resolved. That's what I want to get into. Oh, the, they probably live on edge about that. Who knows? After the Great Depression, you had a whole generation that kept their money stored in their mattresses. Mm-hmm. For 50 years, because you don't know when the government's going to come around and tell you your bank account doesn't count anymore. Mm-hmm. Is Show me your hard assets. Do you have gold? We're going to repo. We're going to buy it off you. And it's like, how do you ever, like if you're 25 and that happens to your parents, and all of a sudden you go on bread lines for a decade, join the war, go overseas to World War II. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to come back and all of a sudden trust the Fed's monetary policy? 
Here's uh, the um, Dr. Oz challenge here. Have you seen this commercial yet? No. This is on, we have, uh, my bad, we've, since I've been so focused on national news, uh, Dr. Oz, doing a great job of Mount, I think he's going to manage to secure the primary bid as a Republican candidate, and he's doing a good job of picking the right national issues to focus on. Here's his latest ad that you might have seen on social media. Here's to you, Anthony Fauci. You are like Joe DiMaggio. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Tony Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Instead of letting the sycophantic media fawn all over you, let's talk facts. You got COVID wrong. Fauci, under fire, didn't do enough to investigate where the virus originated. That's a good question. Ah, Fauci misled us. There was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Dr. Fauci needs to be fired. He's been wrong too often. Dr. Fauci, let's get the facts straight here. You and me, let's have a debate, doctor to doctor, and give the American people the truth about COVID-19. I'm game, anytime, so, anywhere. Dr. Fauci, are you in? There we go. There we go. That was about a month ago. I think we are going on about 40 days since he's put that out. And it gets up, like once a week, it'll catch some steam, because he's trying to promote it, because the thing that Democrats like to argue is, is Dr. Oz isn't a real doctor. <laughs> well, let's talk about Mr. Fauci. And what a real doctor is. Because he's not a real doctor uh, under that standard. Neither is he. Mm -hmm. So I would really like to see these two debate. What The thing I was going to lead with here. But now... So you haven't seen the movie Contagion? No, I have not no. seen No, see, and that, that's tough. I kind of thought this would have been one that you would have saw. Let me see if I can find the exact... Dude, yeah. I don't watch very many movies. No, neither, neither do I. And I stopped... Well, now Courtney wants me to watch with her. Do, you're going to you're gonna have to watch it. Yeah. Um, let me try and... I'm going to get the audience to watch it. Spoiler alert. I'm going to ruin the first hour, but the first hour you just live through. Everything that has gone on in this country plays out in this movie really, really quick. And there's a Chinese lab leak. All of a sudden, a bat and a pig gene get mixed. Mm -hmm. And they don't know if it was by accident, if it was a wet market. They think it spreads through touch, but it's definitely coughs. They don't know what the r naught is, the rate of infection. If you get sick, how many more people do you get sick? Is it one? Is it two? Is it four? Do you lock down everything? If you announce a lockdown, do you create a panic? They go through all of this if, with a star-studded cast. Matt Damon plays the dad of the first wife that gets affected and dies and her son dies, but their daughter doesn't. He's moved into quarantine. He doesn't get it. He has immunity. What's special about him? Vax is on the loose. There is a potential treatment that is getting out, but you know what? It's in short supply. Not everyone can get their hands on it. Like an ivermectin. There's a <laughs> monoclonal antibodies that they didn't want to promote because if they told people too soon, there'd be a rush. Well, it just so happens the director of the CDC is overheard by a janitor after he's calling his wife to evacuate her, saying, listen, honey, this is getting really bad. you got to leave. And this guy's like, listen, I got kids too. And he leaks to the media, and now there are fights breaking out in the grocery stores. There are supply shortages, lines going around for pharmaceuticals, people trying to get this. Nobody knows what works, what doesn't work. All of a sudden, an hour and three minutes in, who pops up? Dr. Sanjay Gupta. This is back in 2011. Gupta is playing the role of a news anchor, like Joe Rogan. The guy he's interviewing is Lawrence, Fi Lawrence Fishburne, the guy from The Matrix. Mm -hmm. He plays... Um, I never watched him. I know, they know that too. He doesn't play Neo. Our audience knows. He doesn't play Neo. He's Morpheus. He's the guy that identifies Neo. Awesome actor. 
lot of great movies. Kings of New York, one of my favorite. John Voight was also in that one. Either way, he is playing the role of Anthony Fauci, and he's having an interview with Joe Rogan, i.e. Dr. Sanjay. Mm-hmm. In this instance, Rogan Gupta decides to bring in a third-party Rand Paul figure to cross-examine Fauci on the spot and to catch him caught up. So let me play how that plays out in the movie here. This is an hour and three minutes in. It's about an hour and 44. I haven't finished it yet because I want to be able to give this review. I'm spoiling the first hour, but you've lived it. So it's like, watch it now. I mean, I'm, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen after this. I pause at this point. So Ukraine oh, is... Oh, stupid Kamala. He's just pulling up to the interview and people are beating beating on his corridor because mm-hmm. they're mad at him. They think it's, that he's been withholding this drug. There are stories circulating on the internet that in India and elsewhere, the drug Ribavarin has been shown to be effective against this virus. Yet, Homeland Security is telling the CDC not to make any announcements until stockpiles of the drug can be secure. India, didn't it sound kind of like ivermectin? Remember that time when Ivervectum was going to be? Are you, are you trying to say we're already in the simulation? I, this is, I don't, I'm curious to see how this ends. We just now developed, when I quit watching here, the next scene, they're going to develop the vaccine in monkeys. And they're about, the, the doctor who invents it, tests it on herself, goes to visit her sick dad to see if it works, pours her mask down, and exposes herself to the virus. <laughs> it's going to prove the vax works, and they're going to get it to everybody. The thing that I wanted to highlight in this is, the way that the information is spread, this is mine. The inter- the blogging was just becoming a thing. This is 2011. So the interviewer that they brought in, this guy's a blogger, and they don't take him seriously because he's into print media. But he was one of the first person to see people dropping dead in the streets on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, this guy might be right. This might be the quickest way to reach people. The way that we were presented in real time, the lockdown measures was the people who were telling us to lock down weren't doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. In this movie, the reason the public follows it is because the head of the CDC is caught trying to hide the severity of it. Mm -hmm. So when the common people heard it and reported it, it was, whoa, the CDC director's hiding his family. You better do that too. And a lot more people took that seriously Mm -hmm. than when Fauci tells everyone to lock down and then it's the opening pitch at the first baseball game that we have. Mm -hmm. You just get, you get California governor's you get big city mayors that are all breaking their own rules that they're making you follow. At least in this instance, the way that it was projected, the way that it was slow rolled out is, is, oh, this is information you're not supposed to know. So if the government tells me I shouldn't know something, that's going to be the first thing I look into. Continue to be evaluations of several drugs, Ribavarin is among them. But right now, our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick washing your hands frequently. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Social distancing, wash your hands, stay home if you're sick. It sounds like you're just playing the news. Ten years ago, this is a... I don't know if this if this movie won any awards. But look at him. Look at, this Gupta, Gupta looks good. <laughs> he looks the same as he does now. Yeah. Like Dr. Sanjay, I mean, like, this is what he was built for. Who would have thought that he would be the guy on the other side of the desk? Mm-hmm. But if only Rogan would have brought in Dr. Malone mid-interview to jump him. To have this, what we're seeing here. This is Jude Law. Can you tell us to date how many people have died from this virus? Very difficult. We're still working on uh, confirming that number. There are 50 different states in this country, which means there are 50 different health departments. 
followed by 50 different protocols. Let me bring in Alan Crumwoody into this debate as well. Uh, Alan's a freelance journalist. Uh, he was uh, the first to track the Shinko Busman video. Uh, Alan, uh, today on Twitter, you, you wrote that the truth about this virus is being kept from the world by the CDC, by the World Health Organization, to allow friends of the current administration to benefit from it, both financially and physically. Uh, there are therapies we know are effective right now, like forsythia, and they don't even appear on the CDC website. On your blog, you also wrote that the World Health Organization is somehow in bed with pharmaceutical companies? Because they are. That's who stands to gain from this. They're working hand in glove. And the hand is reaching into our pockets. The CDC is exploring forsythia and other homeopathic treatments, but right now, there's no science to back any of these claims. Or no way Dr. Cheever or the people who put him into power can profit from it. We're not ruling anything out. There are people who are sick, People who are dying, and we they will keep you safe from this any more than they kept us safe about the Wall Street or Katrina. Dr. Cheever is being a bit disingenuous when he says every American citizen. We're working very hard to find out where this virus came from, to treat it, and to vaccinate against it if we can. We don't know all of that yet. We just don't know. What we do know is that in order to become sick, you have to first come in contact with a sick person or something that they touched. In order to get scared, all you have to do is come in contact with a rumor or the television or the internet. I think what Mr. Crumwoody is uh, is spreading is far more dangerous than the disease. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. That's funny. What's funny? No, I think you're funny. Because if you check on Facebook, you'll find a communique attributed to Dr. Cheever by Elizabeth Nygaard about the quarantine of Chicago, hours before it was announced to the public. That's why I think he's a bit disingenuous See? when he says equal care for all and not just his friends. Rose for the allegations here, Dr. Cheever. I mean, can you tell us what communication appeared and when? And what exactly is the nature of your relationship with Elizabeth Nygaard? Well, again, I'm not aware of anything attributed to me on any social media. I'm sure you're not. It is there. Just is like there. now. Social media posts. Tell me what an R naught of two really means, Dr. Cheever. Teach him some math. Hmm? No? I'll do it. On day one, there were two people with it. And then there were four. And then it was the 16. And you think you've got it in front of you. But next it's 256, and then it's 65,000, and it's behind you and above you and all around you. In 30 steps, it's a billion sick. Three months. Billion! It's a math no. problem you can do on a napkin. And that's where we're headed. And that's why you won't even tell us the number of the dead, will you, Dr. Cheever? But you'll tell your friends when to get out of Chicago before anyone else has a chance. They're looking for a scapegoat. He just made it easy. Oh, now he gets fired. Yeah, there. Now I, I spoiled that to that point. Yeah. At that, that's where Dr. Fauci is clearly no longer an honest broker of the news. And we never had this. We were supposed to in our congressional hearings during the COVID subcommittees. But people, like the closest I could compare the Jude Law character to is Rand Paul. We are trying to get this out of him, but he just keeps trying to hide behind. Okay, well, I don't know what goes on in social media. I don't know who, I, I, I can't, when you talk about this particular science, we still don't know yet. In this instance, Jude Law's character was talking about ivervectum, what Fauci, Lawrence Fishburne, Dr. Cheever was talking about was the monoclonal antibodies. And if you remember when, when President Trump got sick, he got that treatment and it worked. And then Joe Rogan got sick slightly after and he did that same multi-clonal antibodies treatment. And it worked. 
Well, what ended up happening is everybody who went to the hospital requested it, and we had a shortage of it. Now, the argument that I think that they would make, let's say the CDC having watched this movie, is just you don't want that information to get out that it works. And they managed to hide it for a long time. A lot of people don't trust the CDC now because they had personal loved ones who got that medication, got that treatment, and it worked. Or they have loved ones who couldn't get it and suffered as a result. And no one can really understand why we spent two years. This was only day 25. I just That's what I was playing to. They had already moved that quickly. And if when you go into most TV show sequences, as they solved this problem of infectious disease rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Or the disease solves itself. It kills a bunch of people. This notion that here we are, that we're going to be on our two-year anniversary this Friday. will be two years since the lockdowns began. That's why I encourage everyone to listen to this movie. I was tripping. Everything about it is so similar. So similar to where it's from, how it was designed, the bats, the way that it spread. It, and right, I'm, I'm pumped for the end of the movie. I don't know. Right now, they're about to vax to save the world. they got 30 minutes left. They're about to vax to save the world. They managed to get the vaccine in about a month. As opposed to us, we just conveniently got it the day after Trump was elected. The Friday after Trump was elected. So, if you're con- I remember people referring to this movie at the beginning. This and The Walking Dead is also a coronavirus that turns people into zombies. And going, wow, we were getting prepped for this. Different shows that I like our audience to... I, I'm hoping... I gotta send this text message out to our one group of with our liberals... The movies, um, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, The Zoo, Designated Survivor, and The Hundred all have apocalyptic, I would call it like Book of Revelations themes, where one way or another, because of a virus mutation or because of a vaccine malfunction, all of a sudden, or alien takeover, hostile military takeover, all of our, the Constitution is suspended, all of our Bill of Rights is completely non completely void and people find themselves in a life or death lockdown situation and they all occurred they were prominent series that you can find them on netflix and hulu right now they occurred over the last 10 years and they all have a very similar theme almost conditioning our generation generation z to get ready for this great sacrifice this great us us suspending the primes of our lives to preserve the final years of the boomer generation who's currently ruling us. Whether you say the teachers union, whether you go Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, or Donald Trump. We are ran by Nancy Pelosi, Sean Kerry, Chuck Schumer. We are ran by septuagenarians. It is time that millennials, the Generation Z, lead. We're the most healthy. And that's what I want. We're not going to get in time to tonight. We're going to say this for Alec. Mm-hmm. Is I wanted to give a positive state of the union. As I started the last episode criticizing Biden's we never get back to it because I go on my diatribe about the Ukraine mm-hmm. either way there I think there is a step we can make the next year better is is the Democrats are doing such a bad job it's just a matter of how much we capitalize on it how well we organize how much we pay attention to locals do we take the lesson that we learned from COVID and get involved in local school boards that you realize that the guy who's in charge of land the guys that in charge of the, some of those dumb offices that you go he just couldn't win a hire well, can't anybody get elected to school board? And that, and so, and, and so, right? so win it. Let's win it. Let's get people we like in charge instead of just forfeiting it to the Karens and saying, "Oh, this is just someone who couldn't win a higher office." Let's go take these positions. We got to figure out a way to do that, or else we're just going to keep repeating these same stories year after year 
going, how to get this way, how to get this way. Mm-hmm. Well, we have no hand in our kids' education. When your kid comes back confused. Well, you do. Aren't a lot of the school board parents? They, they're just COVID activated them. Now they got to figure out what to do with their power. They weren't a representative voting block. Now they are. What's going to be curious moving forward is, is they weren't as mobilized for the general election as I would have liked, but they were shocked. Here we have the primaries, which are traditionally ruled, or the midterms, mm-hmm. that are traditionally ruled by suburban parents. How many of these lifelong liberals have a kid that developed a mental illness from wearing this mask for two years mm-hmm. and is scared to take it off? And you're horrified. You don't want to make them feel bad. You don't want them to get bullied at school, like apparently DeSantis is doing. Mm-hmm. But for two years, that's been what's cool. So how do you teach that? And I, how do these parents react? Who do they blame? Do they blame Trump? Do they blame Fauci? Do they blame Biden? Do they blame Tom Wolf? I don't. That's what we're going to be trying to get to the bottom of with this show. That's going to be one of the, our main things moving forward here. I just, I would like every. We're we're going to address in our next fun episode. We just talk about pop culture and not mm-hmm. necessarily current events. Those five shows. I'm looking for anyone who has. You haven't watched any of them. No. Jesus Christ. All these culture. You really culture wise. Like yeah. what? What music do you listen to? Music? Yeah. What? Oh yeah, listen to rap from like when we were in high school. No, I still listen. I listen to like modern rap. What's modern rap even mean now? Like they haven't been touring stuff in, that's new. All, what's What's that? Migos? <laughs> um, I, that's, I'm gonna sound old. I used to fall, I used to be on top of. Music. But you don't know like any modern music now. I, I mean, I listen to I, a I, bunch I, of I different still, stuff. I still I get I, depends I get on my mood. Anything Grand Hustle, Ti, Young Joe, Gucci Man, Big Crit, like, J Cole. I even listen to like the uh, mumble rappers and stuff. Like I like Kodak no, I, Black. I, I, I like Kodak Black, the figure. Uh, but I like I, his music. One dude, I, I don't get I, this one artist. His name is Russ. He's got some pretty good stuff. What do you li- do? You still listen? No, to stuff see, I, we I guess up now on? I'm criticizing you. I'm outdating. Like as far as new music goes, Big Crit, Gucci Man, Grand so you Hustle. still listen to the same stuff we always did. No, more so about starting then. Starting then, you put that with like Tupac. There's a lot of '90s rap that I still listen to. We got the now. You got like a Atlant- Atlanta, Atlanta rap, Atlanta rap from like the late 2000s, early 2000s, or early 2010s, like Big Boy, Outkast. Yeah, like Ludacris. I don't know. I don't even always listen to new stuff, but wow. I just I always just try to find different songs. Sometimes I'll find stuff that's like four years old or older. I used but it's like new to me. I know? used. To, I mean, I still when I hear a song that I like, I still like Shazam it, but I don't put nearly the time into music as I used to. Like trying to learn the words. Stay, and stuff? No, the idea. The, the, I just use it as like motivation. The, the reason I think that I should is the logic is is that politics is ten years downstream of culture. So the music that teenagers, that young adults are listening to now at twenty, mm-hmm. is gonna be closely closely resemble where they vote in a decade once they have kids. Once they have to make a decision on you learned what in school, why are you, what parents are you sending your kids house to? Once those decisions, once you become political, when you're 20, it's easy just to ignore it. You pick which side's cool. You do the virtue signaling. You try and not get, get belittled for your political opinions. But by and large, you just don't want to get, you don't want to gain, you don't want to be ostracized for them. Mm-hmm. Once you turn 30 and you have a couple kids and you're thinking of a family and your taxes and you've had a job then you realize politics means something. Mm-hmm. When you're 20, the idea that your parents fund your education and you're the customer is that when you go to college and you're a college student, mm-hmm. you're the customer. And in most business models, the customer is always right. 
Like when you're when you go to when you're in high school, your parents pay taxes. I pay taxes. I don't have kids, but I still pay taxes for you to go to school. Mm-hmm. The idea is is that you're gonna get a good education and become a productive member of the community. That maybe you do have a lot of confusion at home. The school can help alleviate that. If the school's adding to the confusion and is making less productive citizens, why are we spending all of our tax dollars on that? Mm-hmm. The reason why I know you wouldn't want to give tax dollars to schools, mm-hmm. which I just don't disagree with, but the liberal in me goes, if it serves a benefit, mm-hmm. if we can figure out a way to make better citizens, then great. But are we, are we doing that? Are we doing the opposite? Are we actually confusing kids even more mm-hmm. than they would have been if they just had an internet, if they just figured a way to self-teach, if they just had a, a teacher that came in once a week to give them guided reading, to answer specific questions to what they might be having. Could that be a more efficient way? Mm-hmm. If you have parents that can help them with homework at night, that can help if they do their research during the day. And th- th- we could go into, I love doing alternatives on teaching. We will in, in future episodes, because I think that's going to be the future of how the Republican Party capitalized on this movement. Is this, can they get the suburban moms in their camp? They don't like the Democrats. They don't like the mask wearers. Any parent whose daughter's running track with a mask on is incensed at what this, where is the science it makes no sense do they find home in the republican party do they form a third party a more local libertarianish party is all of this wiped under the rug when we got taiwan right before the midterms and china tries to pull the same thing there that russia's pulling in the ukraine mm-hmm. we're going to be here with our audience through the thick and thin i'll try the next time i do a professorial episode we were announced at the beginning I knew that going into it that it was going to be that. And listening back on it, yes, that was a rant. That was a prolonged. <laughs> but accurate. I think you're going to listen to that in a month. And when Zelensky is... I don't think I'm going to go back and listen to it. No, I don't. No, you're not. <laughs> but historically, if, we're, if, if you're looking back at this time period and you look back at this week and you want to know what the hell was going on, I think we did a better job than either major news network that spent seven days 24-7 coverage. Mm-hmm. Fox finally at least acknowledged what I wanted to point out is just give me a history. Just give me the timeline. Don't You don't have to spend it either way. Spend five to 15 minutes going through the history of corruption or confusion in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And they did that while leaving out Mahler, the neo-Nazis, and Hunter, which that's the meat and potatoes of the whole damn thing. They did at least acknowledge it. CNN still will not, I, I could not tell you that, to me, is the big mystery in this. Is this CNN is saying, bomb, 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 move in. Mm-hmm. And Biden is not. So we weren't of the understanding that the DNC ruled everything. Well, clearly, CNN and Joe Biden, Dr. Jilly Beans, are operating <laughs> on different playbooks. <laughs> like that's, Dr. Jilly. That's what she is. She's just a good, she's a doctor. Doctor, she's friendly. She's likable. She's like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like her. Smile. She's happy. Yeah. She control I you saw that video where she turned Joe off? She pressed yeah, that little button it. on his wrist? Mm-hmm. Odd. Let me see if I got I think I had one more clip here that was a bad soundbite that I want to play. That movie, please, everybody, watch Contagion. Oh yeah, Pete Buttigieg said something stupid about energy if you want to hear that. I don't I mean I'm sure it's stupid. It's predictably dumb. No, that's not what I'm looking for here. He's trying to find it. Look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that... Uh, He's talking about drilling. 
uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference, like what you have with the Strategic Reserve, which exists partly in order to respond to situations like this. All officers are on the table, but we're not drilling, baby. That's not going to happen around here. We're going to wait this out. The argument to defend the Democrats would be that even if you did reopen the Keystone Pipeline, prices wouldn't go down now. Futures would, though. And the idea of us having more oil tomorrow makes it more likely that we're going to have a war. The reason that Russia feels so confident in attacking us now is because we've made ourselves oil oil dependent Mm -hmm. as opposed to independent. So unless we're willing to pay six, seven dollars a gallon, no amount of sanctions will help the Ukrainian people. This is all symbolic. And Russia shut down their economy. They're trading off their own thing. For all we know, they're on Bitcoin selling Petro to China. We got no, there's no reason to believe Vladimir is losing his mind. And anyone that is suggesting otherwise is, I believe, extremely foolhardy. If I'm wrong, we will be the first to correct that. I'm following this situation very, like a hawk. Um, To clarify on our schedule, we're going to try and get Alec in here for more roundhouse this is having mm-hmm. me and you are on the same page as far as this Russia situation as far as the COVID situation it's interesting here Alec I'll be interested if he's pro-war oh very interested in a lot of stat. we're going to talk about the baseball strike I won't bring that up now um I got my state of the union I've I've I found a Kamala Harris body uh, body language tech which I'm calling it the bot we gotta wait save this for 100th episode when we get live camera you gotta watch it she does this thing when she wants, when she knows what she's about to raise, she has to show charisma. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, bad Democrats like Hillary just start yelling and raising their voice. And it doesn't work. It, it, it nullifies the message you're trying to get across. Kamala has worked up her own little swagger side step thing. You got to watch it, but you can see when she's getting, she thinks she's about to, about to deliver a hardliner. We'll save that though. Uh, your Baldwin theory. Do you want to go full born, full blown Q? Right here, and end off the episode. You he- you heard this more than I did that we have an, I don't we know. have an Epstein Baldwin situation. I don't have any facts to back that up. Nobody does. Nobody has it. any facts in the Epstein yeah. thing at all. We all we have is things on the ground. Right. What, I have not seen this Baldwin thing. It's not popped up on my feed. It was uh, well, it, I mean, it was all over. Once I Google, so I went to go and try to like fact search, <laughs> and immediately like it that? gives you. Just like DuckDuckGo and like yeah. Google and stuff, but all the all the fact checking sites that are typically liberal based, like Run, all were on it with this story. And I'm like, I didn't even hear about this, but they all heard about it enough that they all had to write about it. But it was just that that lady that Baldwin shot was working on a side documentary about pedophiles, which I, 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 I don't, I can't confirm or deny anything about and then that. I heard somebody talking about the, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying, this no, is, I'm I, just hearing. Yeah. Things. Sure. Right. Say, I, I, believe things. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I had seen it. Uh, sure. or I was listening to, um, somebody online again. I don't, I don't really know, but they were trying, they were pretty much describing the situation with, with the, the scene when Baldwin when it happened and, Alec Baldwin, and he wasn't Alec Baldwin has been a target of Q from was the that beginning. girl on set because the way they 
explained it was like she wasn't even on set. Like he was pointing the so gun. She was holding the camera. She was the producer holding the camera. And so was he pointing, pointing, pointing at pointing the, the gun camera? at the camera. That was the way the scene. The was producer would be out. using the camera. I'm not. I'm. I don't think she was the head producer. But why would she be running the camera? I think she was standing behind the camera trying to get a, a artistic feel for how yeah. it looked. Yeah. Like she was like you had the camera that's that, holding. That's how it's set up. Okay. That that now that to also to pair that's giving Alec Baldwin benefit. Yeah. Q going back. Alec Baldwin has been one of the main ones. The Baldwin family is supposed to be some like CIA half undercover. Like they're basically trained intelligence officers meant to infiltrate Hollywood. Their family. I don't understand that what's making the, the whole situation, like what's allowing these conspiracies to come up, is that they just won't come out and tell us who. No, all if you Epstein watch Island. any interview. They don't know who went to if, Epstein Island. If you watch any interview with Alec Baldwin, he looks guilty as hell. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. The one he did with, I think, George Stephanopoulos, they have music playing in the background, and he's actually denying pulling the trigger of the gun. He's saying it fired on its own without anyone pulling it, anyone igniting it. Oh, so he's now changing his Full story. Full acting, he's changed, and that's where if you he looks guilty as hell. Yeah, and it's like in in the now to defend Alec, the reason that he would say that the Q went after him is because he was the original SNL Trump impersonator. Oh yeah, he was the first one in Hollywood to make a whole mockery of Trump's existence. So his argument is the only reason the Q went after him. I don't really. It's because he he was one you, of the. Do first you think people, people really him. care though that he did that? Because a lot of people impersonate I Trump, and his was kind of just shit. I, I think that's one of those that's similar. That if you go back to the way we're criticizing Putin now, it was Trump is so unhinged and he's so self-centered that one SNL episode could cause him to drop a nuclear bomb on a country. He's gonna arrest SNL. He's gonna cancel this from the air. He can't take Alec Baldwin calling him stupid. Now it turns out he did. Yeah. He did take it. He complained about it, like everyone does. But it's interesting to see now that SNL has an even easier character to make fun of in Butterbrain's Biden. Mm -hmm. They do nothing. Yeah, they do. Nothing. There's not even an attempt at trying to defend yourself as nonpartisan. And that would be like something for me is if I'm giving you benefit of the doubt, hit both sides. You yeah. always go after leadership. The jester is supposed to make fun of the king, not the poor people. Mm -hmm. What are you doing making fun of common folk that... Or take ivermectin because they can't get access to anti-colonial antibodies. Oh yeah, you're real funny. The monoclonal anti-colonial. I, I, I say that's like that's like Kiev. Kiev. I say it differently every no, time. I, know, I, know. I had to write it down. On it that was funny. It's, it's different every time. Um, yeah. Where was I going with? I was gonna take a side shot of Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, him playing stupid to impersonate Joe Rogan. Really? Pete Davidson pretending to be dumber than he is. <laughs> like it's just his character what do you mean he's calling Rogan a dumb jock Pete Davidson a burnout yeah he's dating Kim Kardashian sure what, I don't know what's going on with them and Kanye I got no idea with that but this guy they, uh, I think she, should I be taking my CDC advice from Pete Davidson yeah, over he, Joe Rogan is that what that the message I'm supposed to take from that I don't know I didn't see it I didn't even watch it you didn't watch when he oh, dude the SNL stuff is not funny to me I don't watch it I, yeah, I guess it was so not. I thought it was it's funny, a, and how not, not like, funny. Should, it used to be funny. Well, I was stupid then, though. I haven't. <laughs> should I try and get? I did use to laugh at it. I don't know how long it's going to take me to refine this. Can you find Pete? Search on your phone, Pete Davidson Rogan. Let me look. Impression SNL. We're we're ending on this here. I think that's all I got. Yeah, Kamala Bop. I'm saving it. Who's the president? Cotton Eye Joe, a tiny dancer of Ukraine. Does the impersonation make sense over audio though? Or is it yeah. more of a visual thing? Yeah, yeah, it goes right off the ivermectin. 
No, yeah, and that's the thing. You don't need the. Vi- that's why Pete Davidson doesn't even look like the, the visual is even worse than the audio. I actually say the audio is better. The visual doesn't make sense. Okay. It's like Pete Davidson's a wimp. That's dumb. Can you give me that? That is pretending to be a court, smart jock, playing them stupid. Like, it's just terrible written comedy. Remember, this is the same. I think they did a vaccine song. Something like that. Oh, wait. That's not going to give me. Oh. Here is a sketch with a woman playing Ted Cruz. This is Crowder. Yeah, Ted Cruz is in it. Ted Cruz is in it. Let me see if I can get. I don't know how much they're going to give us because this is a clip of. Yeah, that's right. Whoa! 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 (laughs) Just blew out everyone's ears. I'm blind. You're going to kill our audience. You just lost all of our viewers. I can take COVID. This is the good clip. Here's some zinc and ayahuasca and some horse medicine. But why would a bird take horse medicine? I'm a human and I took horse medicine. (laughs) Speaking of things that uh, are horse-like, today's two sponsors are the letters S and D, as in I can S my own D. You made that one joke. Do they not even have to try an impression? That one is funny, though, because... Yes, the ND thing, because he does. He made that one joke. Yeah. Yes, so let's dismiss let's dismiss all scientific advancements because a comedian made a joke about sucking his own dick. Well, we just sucked. Well, no, no, I'm just saying that was funny if they're trying to make fun of him. The horse dewormer thing's not funny because that's he. But when you lump them together, what's the message that they're trying to get across? Now, if I were to explain Vladimir Zelensky I know the as a guy that played that a piano get, with his penis, they can all of a whatever. sudden you turn on Fox and this guy looks very not serious. It's still funny, though. I'm not. No, I am arguing that in this circumstance, not only is it not funny because his audience, the people that are laughing at this joke on SNL, have never heard Joe Rogan's "I can suck my own dick." No, they wouldn't it's have like, got that joke. No, the, what they're getting is is that Joe Rogan saying "I took ivermectin" is the equivalent of him saying "I can suck my own dick." Oh, that's what they're saying. That's that's exactly that's why they followed back to back. That's the goal of it is they're undermining him. Yeah, and it's like this isn't funny. This is propaganda. This is clearly mad. But Joe Rogan has said quite a few times on the yes, show, and that, stretching, and that's where, he could it, it, if he wanted it, it, to. And, and if, and if you want to refer to him as a Neanderthal brute, yeah. that is what you lead with. Yeah. That is where you're going to go when, when they did the N-word tape. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the plan was to make him look like a dumb jock. The fact that you're getting a skinny whatever, I don't know how you describe Pete Davidson. Sorry, everyone, for blowing your eardrums out. Yeah, I hope you're okay. 